I'm Ashley Keenan and you're listening to Every Mum, the podcast, now in its 10th season and supported by Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland, made with simply two ingredients and nothing else. When I had my daughter, I wanted something I could trust to use on her skin and Water Wipes were and still are the one. I once made the mistake of trying a different brand. Never again. I didn't realise just how much of a difference there could be between two fairly similar brands, but it was huge. My daughter is now two, and I still panic if I don't have at least one pack of water wipes within line of sight. With that in mind, I'm happy to say this season is supported by that most essential of products for every mum, water wipes. Winners of seven National Parenting Product Awards 2022, including Best Baby Wipes, they are ideal for delicate newborn skin. Together, we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. Hello and welcome back to Every Mum the Podcast. I'm Ashley Keenan, your host. And this week we are talking about how a maternity night nurse might be able to help you with your newborn. So we speak to Antoinette Connolly, who is a neonatal nurse and she cares for infants and seriously ill babies during the day. But at night time, she helps new parents, like I was when Liddy was born, get through those really intense and incredibly tiring early months by coming into your home to do night duty, basically. She talks to us this episode about what exactly she does and how she got into it and how much trust parents have to put in her to feel comfortable handing over their brand new baby for a night and just how much help she is to parents who are struggling to adapt to parenthood. So if you're pregnant or if you are brand new to parenthood, if this is your first child and you just are looking for some support and some help and guidance from someone who knows their their stuff, Antoinette is a fantastic person to just have around. So like she says in the episode, so many of us are doing all of this without our village. And so to have someone there, you can you know, ask a question to or that can give you a dig out with a bit of sleep is just invaluable. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Antoinette, thank you so much for joining me on Every Moment of the Podcast. Um, We know each other. How long have you known each other? How old is is Lydia? That's how long we know each other. She's nearly two. So I, she was probably six weeks old when I first. Around about that mark, I think it was. I panic called you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what it was actually? Um, Caroline, I I had never, uh, the topic we're discussing today for everyone listening is um, Antoinette is a night nurse. Uh, you're many things, but one of the things mm-hmm. that you are is a night nurse. And I had never heard of a night nurse, like even through yeah. my pregnancy when I was like researching, I hadn't like I had never heard of it. And then Caroline Foran had put on her Instagram that she used a night nurse on her son, Kaylin, or when when he was a baby and it really helped her out. And I remember saying, what is this magic of which you speak? Because you know yourself, sleep sleep deprived new mother. I was at my wit's end and I like would have sold the child for a night's sleep. Yeah. I would have just given her <laughs> away. Um, <clears throat> so I, yeah, I said to Caroline, what's the story here? And Caroline being the absolute 
living angel that she is, she gave me the gift of one night of your services. A night (laughs) with me. (laughs) A night with you. Or actually it was a night without you because you were downstairs (laughs) with my baby. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, talk to me about, actually, do you know what? We'll start with your background because I think it'd be interesting to know how someone gets to the point where night nursing is something that they do. So what's your background? Like where, what did you study or did you, how did you get into kind of what, what has the journey been, I suppose, from you from like, I guess, college up until now? So I am a qualified nurse. I've done my uh, general nurse or adult nursing, as it may be known, um, many, many, many moons ago and then went into pediatrics and doing my postgrad, I suppose one of the first things that happened to me halfway through my postgrad was that I got pregnant. So I was um, with my now 19-year-old, almost 20-year-old. Um, so I was slap bang in the middle of postgrad, working full-time, overwhelmed, had an emotion, and really was clueless about babies. And I suppose I had her had her in the hospital, and they all went, oh, you're doing your postgrad and peds. You must know everything about babies. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. I know nothing. <laughs> I had to get books on how to... I panic bought a book the day before I went in to be induced on how to make up a bottle like we were halfway through the course didn't know a thing um, so anyway yeah I digress I went, had Emma went back and finished my postgrad and very quickly realised that the love of my life on that, in the hospital was neonates babies love babies and I've been working with babies ever since so I qualified and started working on the neonatal ward and I've been there since um, and on our neonatal ward, we have anything from prem babies, babies that are transferred from all around the country up to us, and then older babies who've come in with chest infections, kidney infections, bronchiolitis, all the works. So babies are my business. And what and age then, of what age of baby do you work with? So from birth to in the hospital, ba- yeah. Generally, they're about six months when they move on to other wards, or but we really there's such a vast array and such a yeah. Yeah. Um, such a, a vast difference of what's in and what we have. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I suppose the number one thing, obviously, is getting the babies well, but the number one thing is parental support in there. You know, with the ethos yeah. of the hospital is family-centric care and involving the parents in their care. So I suppose from that, that's, it was came from a conversation with a parent one day who had told me that, you know, she had booked a maternity night nurse. And I was like, as you say, what is this? What is that? Yeah. Like something that the rich and famous have. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. But I suppose that was a long, long time ago. Um, and then life moves on and it just became this sort of, you know, thing that, you know, people, like a word got out. I'd seen, like, you know, as I went on, I had four kids. So as my kids got more and more kids arrived, um, and then you're on more and more like parenting forums and things like that. And you're seeing this kind of offering going, oh, my God, what is this? It sounds mad. Yeah. And I'm very aware it sounds like a very mad concept that you have a stranger yeah. in your house looking after your baby. <laughs> but yeah. um, the, the demand is there. And it's not now. There is definitely still a preconceived notion that it's something for the rich and the famous. But more and yeah. more quote normal people are doing normal it now, people. You know? well yeah like this is the thing because when I first heard of it I, I kind of thought the same I was like well surely yeah. like only only Beyonce will uh, yeah, say exactly. that um, <laughs> but I am I am categorically neither rich nor famous and so I I can say I am well I don't know if I'm normal I don't know if I'll ever be normal but I I uh I was a mother who needed sleep and needed and and not just not just sleep because sometimes it's it's 
like I remember um, when I left the hospital, I was panicked because I was thinking, how am I going to raise this child and keep her alive without the support of medical professionals? Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I was in a complete tizzy. So you, you being there not only gave me a night's sleep, but also if, you know, Lydia had a rash or if she was acting up in some funny way, I could say, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? And I kind of plugged you for your, your advice and your support. And also what I found with you in particular, but I think this is something that nurses have in general, um, maybe not particularly pediatric nurses, but nurses in general, they have this way of taking you down off the edge, like calming you and making you think this is normal. This, you know, people have these things, people have these symptoms, babies go through X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I remember you saying to me one day, like babies get rashes, they just get them, you know, not every one of them, not every one of them means that they have a chronic illness. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, And and, I suppose that is, I suppose, and and it's, Sometimes I feel like I'm a bit blase about things like that because we see everything in work and, and you know, and you're like somebody. Be, and I sure I get it constantly. Phone calls, text messages from friends, friends of friends, mommy's down at the school. Can I just check something with you? I'm like, well, I don't know everything that there is to know about yeah. illnesses. But generally speaking, it's not get off Google. It's not what you think it is. And, you know, yes. it is. And, and, I, and I suppose that is the beauty of the, the maternity nursing, the night nursing, is that you're going in. And I suppose in this day and age, do we have our village around us? Do you know? Yeah, do we have the people it. to ask the questions to, and especially during well, obviously during COVID, none of this was happening. Like everybody was locked down. But I mean, mm-hmm. coming out of COVID, the amount of mammies that I've met through work, through just chatting to people that you know had nobody, they had their first baby during COVID and were at home crawling the walls mm-hmm. with nobody to ask and. And yeah. like, obviously services were hugely restricted. It was really hard to get a GP appointment. Public health nurses were out the door and, you know, whereas you wouldn't, you didn't have, baby groups weren't happening. You didn't have these people to ask the questions to. So, yeah. and I still yeah. think people are still trying to build back up their village, I suppose. And that's the thing, the beauty of it, being able to say, she hasn't done a poo in two days. It's that normal. Yeah. Is or, that okay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or do you remember the night Lydia puked all over me? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> you were upstairs yes. and she was really, really cross. And you came down yeah. and I was like, she just needed to puke. She's fine. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and hearing that, like, I mean, actually, before we get into the the nitty gritty of my child puking all over you, <laughs> I want to kind of for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> what you do as a night nurse. What is the process from someone yeah. getting in touch with you to the kind of you leaving their house? Tell me how that happens, how that works, what you do and what you provide as a service. Okay, so as I said, I'm a neonatal nurse. So that's my, I suppose, number one selling point, if you like, that I've got a lot of experience with babies. There are lots of maternity nurses out there doing lots of, you know, there's midwives, there's postnatal doulas, there's nannies, there's pediatric nurses. There's lots of people out there. Me, Mm -hmm. I'm a neonatal nurse. So basically people get in touch with me either word or mouth or through my Instagram page um, and they will kind of 50 50 some people will text me as soon as they've had they've peed on the stick and they know they're pregnant or then some people <laughs> will some people will be i've come home from hospital and i'm really tired and yeah. i need some help yeah and um, so we talk about what their needs are what they're thinking of Um, i suppose I, I i obviously need to caveat this and say that you know i'm not as i i still work in the hospital so i'm not available 24 7 like some the, the the idea I suppose for a lot of people of maternity nurses and a, and a lot of agencies do provide this that you know yeah. you basically move in with them for six weeks and you're there 24 okay. yeah, that's yeah, obviously yeah. not what I do I yeah. arrive 
and you go to bed. In yeah. Another, get a quick handover. Generally, I do 10 to 7 because I find that 10 o'clock works well. You're tired enough to go to bed, but you're not too tired. Mm-hmm. Um, any earlier, you're, I always find mommies are sort of pottering around. They're not quite ready to go to bed. Yeah. Even though they're still a little bit bright. Mm-hmm. Um, so 10 o'clock I arrive get a very quick handover obviously it's the first night you know just give me a quick show around where all the bits and pieces are where the loo is um, and then I situate myself if possible um, downstairs and you're upstairs so the idea is I'm as far away from mammy and daddy mammy mammy whoever's there um, as far as, as possible so you don't hear the regular noise that are going to come from babies getting a nappy's change giving out babies feeding mm-hmm wind and etc so yeah and that's so I do all the bits during the night and then in the morning hopefully a rested parent comes downstairs and I quickly hand over again how that we get on any issues yeah. when they fed I try and have all the bits and pieces ready bottle sterilized everything like that and then I head off and hopefully you're not feeling too bad from having <laughs> sleep that your body wasn't used to yeah um, and yeah so that's generally how a night works This podcast is just one way that every mum supports you. Another amazing way is our free gift bag, packed full of essentials for you and baby, including free samples of water wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland. To receive yours, register now on everymum.ie. There's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. From from my perspective as someone who has availed of your services, Mm -hmm. um, like what... So you arrived to my house and I didn't know. And like, you know, I remember Dean asking me, he was like, and where, where does she go? Like, does she, <laughs> does she sit in, does she sit in the baby's room? And, you know, we're, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. And, and he was like, and does she just stay awake all night? And I was like, yeah, so she'll come in, she'll take the baby, we'll go to bed. And he was like, but, but do you have to go down and feed her? And I was like, no, no, she does it. Like yeah. she'll do it all. <clears throat> and that is literally it. So we, we just went up the stairs and you sat in the yeah. living room and all I, night long with Lydia. Yeah. And First night is always is, a little bit funny, I think, for parents because they always feel a little bit like, oh my God, I'm just oh, walking totally. upstairs yeah, yeah. leaving a stranger yeah. in my living room. Yeah. Um, and I like, look, some parents do pop down or some parents might wake up and I always say, look, give my number, text me. You know, mm. don't get out of bed. Text me and go, is everything yeah. okay? And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely fine like, yeah you know. yeah and it did the first night it did take me a little while to relax yeah. and to stop listening out for the noises and all that kind of, of course, stuff yeah um but the next day getting up at seven o'clock having slept for I think I probably slept for maybe seven eight hours it was just such a joy and it really like we we got you I think maybe once every once a week maybe once every two weeks for the yeah. first couple of months of her life or yeah from maybe when she was two months till she was three and a half months or something like that or maybe a little bit earlier um so obviously you weren't you know we financially it wasn't it didn't work for us at all to have you in more often we would have because (laughs) you know if I was a multi-millionaire you would have been there every night but um but it do you know what it did though it really provided like something to look forward to and a little bit of like it got you through the week so say I knew for instance you were coming to me on a Thursday and it was the Saturday I'd be like okay Antoinette's going to be here on Thursday we only have to get to Thursday and then we get a nice a nice rest and look it's not going to be something that everyone can do um but I I found so for me Caroline obviously gave us the gift of the first night with you as a as a way to pay it forward to another mother who was 
you know, in need. Uh, my parents paid for a night. My parents-in-law paid for a mm-hmm. night. Anyone who wanted to give us a, a yeah, gift absolutely. that didn't know what to give us paid for a night for you. So like, yeah. that's a way of looking at it. So, you know, if you're, if you're a mother and you're, um, people are saying to you, what will I get the baby? Or, you know, will I buy clothes or will I buy this and that and the other say, give me a bit of money and I'll put it towards my, my night nurse, because that's money going towards your rest and your mental health. Absolutely. Um, And like, I think we feel a bit guilty nearly about wanting to sleep. Yeah, I totally did. Yeah. Why would you feel guilty about, you know? And I mean, like, you know, I, 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 you know, my, my mommy's sometimes well obviously will just be regular people who want to sleep but then I have other mummies who have underlying illnesses who have had a really tough pregnancy who had a horrendous delivery who have like as I said underlying illness so they have something like epilepsy that's exacerbated by lack of sleep so it's kind of a necessity for them and I yeah. you know like well I certainly don't feel bad now about the fact that I treat myself to a cleaner once a month so yeah. I don't think people should feel bad about wanting to sleep no, right? well I no. personally think I know myself like I'm a person now after having kids and as in working as a nurse for 20 plus years that I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm always tired, but I don't I don't sleep a lot. Even when I'm post nights on a night shift in the hospital, I might get two or three hours of decent sleep. And then after that, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. So I suppose for me, um, but I still remember that sitting by the edge of the bed with one of the kids will and please go. I'm so tired. I feel or feel yeah. unwell and go, please, please, just please go. Yeah. sleep. And that moment of relief when it happens. So that's why I say you're getting that. And as you said, it's a guaranteed night. You know that mm-hmm. no matter how crap your week has been, that you know on Wednesday, I'm going up them stairs. I'm going to go asleep. And I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get up in the morning. And like you, you just switch off. I mean, even mm. if you have a great sleeper, like, you know, you're still, if you hear a little bit of a mooch, you're like, oh, mm. I'm going to wake up now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I, that's what it was for me, I have to say. And I, I know that any parents listening will will identify with this. Yeah. It's It's even if your child happens to sleep for a long stretch and you get a bit of a stretch out of them, you're not settled because you're on, you're on the edge knowing that if they do wake up at some point, you're the one that has to go to them. You're the one that will be need to feed them, change them, uh, settle them again. And so it was the, it's, I, I was almost exhausted from the unknown. Like I was, I was sleeping. She, you know, Lydia was a a good sleeper. She'd sleep in, in, in blocks, but it was the, when will she wake? When will I have to get up? And it's caught, you're you're living on your nerves almost. So and if you do go into a deep sleep and then you wake up and you're like, oh my god, has she been crying? And I haven't and I haven't heard yeah out cold and I haven't heard that and then you're jumping up and yeah yeah it's yeah weird. and even you know I used to wake up so like we never did uh we never did like co sleeping as in Lydia never slept in the bed with me but she did sleep in the um the Caught the the little the next to me yeah that's what it's called it's so funny how quickly you forget the names of these things <laughs> I've just blocked now but yeah she was in the next to me so you know there was a little bit of a um like I could access or I could reach yeah. over and pat pat her belly or pat her back or whatever it was at the at the time um so like even if she was there sleeping soundly you know Annie if she turned over if she moved if she made a little squeak my eyes would shoot open and oh, like yeah. she would go back to sleep straight away but sure you'd be yeah. wide awake yeah. but like even though she was separate from me all the time I can't tell you the amount of times I woke up in the middle of the night panicked that she was 
under my pillow. Oh, or that she was yeah. in my duvet covers. Yeah. Yeah. Or that she was after rolling off the bed or even though she never, you know, so like you're living on this adrenaline. <laughs> it's like your your body, because you're so connected to the baby, like your body just becomes this like high alert yeah. machine almost. And that yeah. is bloody exhausting. And um, so your yeah, your your service is such a gift to uh, parents and like so many people as well which I love so many people got on to me after I had because I posted about you on social media and I said yeah. look if anyone is looking for the gift of a night's sleep and they have a new baby um, this is you know this is available and it, it wasn't even necessarily just you I just wanted to explain yeah, that a maternity like night nurse is a thing and, yeah. and it's not just for like it is accessible to to a lot of people oh, and yeah, for sure. um but so many people uh, got on to me in my DMs and were like, uh, months later, being like, I seem to remember you, you know, <laughs> getting this woman that did magic things when your baby was small. Can you please tell me who it was? Because I've just had a baby and I think I might die from lack of sleep. And, you know, and I passed on your details and I said, look, and if, if Antoinette's not available, there are others. So don't let yourself, you know, yeah, get into sure. that state or whatever. Um, but tell me, do you ever have mothers? So I found it, I don't know, I found it very easy. Uh, as soon as you arrived, I felt, a, uh, I guess it's my intuition, but I felt comfortable with you and I felt safe and happy to leave Lydia with you from the get-go. Yeah. Now, that could have been my intuition or it could have been my exhaustion. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> yeah, but a, bit, a little, little from column A, a little from column B. But have you ever had mothers who are really anxious about that process? Because it's 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 incredibly difficult to let your baby go to someone. Like You might have parents, like I'd have parents that would inquire about it and they like the idea of it, but they mm. have to kind of keep coming back. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Um, and then you will have them that would just go, look, it's just not for us. Like, I've never been kicked out of the house in the middle of the night going, no, I just wasn't happy. You okay. Know? <laughs> um, um, have you yeah. ever have you ever had a mother who, like, sat up with you? No. No. Like, I suppose, okay. I, like, I suppose the, the nearest comparison to that, I suppose, would be, like, if I've had a mommy who's breastfeeding. Um, and so I suppose, you know, that's important to mention that that is definitely something that's still available. It's, uh, people always go, oh, sure, I'm breastfeeding. I can't, it's not, it's How, not working yeah. for me. Um, it very much is. I am an uh, an IBCLC a lactation consultant. I don't work in private practice. I do that mainly because I love. I'm very passionate about breastfeeding, and I wanted to be there to support parents that we'd have a lot of breastfeeding and expressing mammies in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, but I do bring that level of expertise to my my mammies in in the home setting as well. So, you know, if I have a mammy who's breastfeeding, you're giving them the option. I'll bring the baby up to them while they feed. I always found myself with mine. The longest part of settling in them after a breastfeed was was like you know the change in the wind and like they feed yeah. is really quick. Yeah. Um, so I suppose for if a breastfeeding mommy is do wants to avail of it, it's it's very much workable. You know we can make mm-hmm. a firm plan in place whether they want to pump during the night, whether they want me to bring the baby, whatever. So I suppose mm-hmm. that's the closest I'll ever have to you know seeing a mommy a couple of times during the night. You yeah. Know, that, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I sometimes they'll say I'll come down and feed or whatever, but the rest of the time no, the mommy's they don't normally come down um mm-hmm. that's you know, really good that's yeah. a that's a, a testament to how kind of how safe they must feel you know yeah. with you're in your presence yeah. and stuff um and have you ever like has there ever been a, an occasion where you've had to use your 
nursing training in a, in a sense like was there ever a baby who had to go to hospital or when you were there yeah. like I've had babies who've had like you know bronchiolitis and I've kind of gone look I think it, we, we've managed this as much as you can possibly do Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know it might be worth getting them checked out or like you know if a baby a small baby has a temperature I always have thermometers in my bag anyway so if it feel a little bit warmer I'll check them and kind of go I think it might be worth getting them checked out you know um, mm-hmm. thankfully all of my baby well the vast majority of them I've had a few who you know might have been booked in and I'll get a text and say actually we're in um, we're, we're, we're in Temple Street we're Temple in Street or wherever yeah. like especially yeah. last year yeah. bronchiolitis was rampant last year Right. Um, so you know, I would have had a, a few nights had to be cancelled because they were in hospital. Um. So and then in that point, I'm like, well, look, if you've, I mean, I've any questions, if I can do anything to help you, you know. Mm. So I suppose they're, at least they're in the hospital and they know they know well. Well, everybody there in the hospital can answer their questions and it's brilliant. If yeah. Somebody yeah. else on the end of the phone, they can just go. Oh, yeah. This is what's happening now, and I haven't got a chance to talk to anybody. What yeah, do you that's think? it. You know? Yeah, and I I have often texted you and said just for a second opinion, almost because you know you you know yourself sometimes. You're, especially if it's your first child. Um, although I suppose sure, yeah. any any parent really, but like, you your mother's intuition brings you a certain amount of the lot of the way along. And I am like, I rarely ever give parenting advice, but if if I ever was to, it would be to not Google things because if you, if you if you think if you think something's going on with your child and your your mother's intuition set makes you think there's yeah. something not right here or actually I know I think she's okay or whatever it is if you go on to Google it will change your mind it will make you think the worst is happening for me it still does that like you know yeah and I always say that to anybody please don't Google things yeah and and as you said about the mother's instinct I would still very much say and anybody who works in a hospital setting as a nurse whatever will always say the same thing that a mother's goes if I have a mommy that comes and says to me I look I know everything is looking okay his vital signs are looking okay but I'm not happy with him you'll Mm. go mommy's not happy there's definitely you know yeah yeah. anybody else like you know yeah and that is the thing like uh, you you, it's 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 bizarre almost how well you you know a child that's only been around for you know a a couple of months like straight away you just have a you know you have a a connection to them that you're like and and it might not even be because like not every mother as soon as they deliver their baby has yeah. a very strong love connection yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that's completely normal but I think the, the connection on the level that you are acutely aware of <clears throat> their needs and what's right and what's wrong and what's what's typical and what's not typical is so I think you're right like it's and I like I love that that you know even in the hospital setting although you guys are the professionals you do listen oh, to yeah, mothers sure. because I've, I mean I've heard so many stories like a, a friend of mine um her son had I think it actually might have been like bronchitis or something along those yeah. lines when he was little and he, his breathing was just all over the place and she was really really worried and it was during COVID so she rang the doctors and she was like look it I don't think it's COVID I think there's something bad happening here and they were like well we can't see him so you know, it's probably okay. Maybe give this, maybe give that. And eventually she just went, you know, I know there's something wrong yeah. here. And she, she, she went and got it seen to. And of course there was something wrong mm-hmm. and like, but it, it's, it's so, it, you know, nobody could have convinced her that there wasn't something going on with her baby that day. Like it was, yeah, she knew. And yeah. I think that that's, a, you know, whether, no matter what kind of connection you've built with your, your baby, 
you have an innate sense of yeah, I think so. their well-being. So you only work with, or not only work with, but you kind of cap your age limit for babies um, in, in terms of your maternity night nursing. Yeah. Um, so what's well, I, the story there? Well, I, I I am not a sleep trainer. I don't proclaim to be a sleep trainer. Um, so, well, a lot of my parents will kind of say, oh, will you be able to help us get her into a routine? And like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that comes from working at the hospital as well because we have to have them on, you know, a routine because they need to be fed and meds need to be given, things like that. So mm-hmm. I suppose that's why it works so well for me in the, the home setting as well. But I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not a sleep trainer. So generally, I kind of say by the time they're, they're hitting 16 weeks, they're, they're you know, you'd, you'd be expecting them to be guided into a little bit of a routine at that stage. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose that stage as well, it's not ideal to be bringing them downstairs one night a week into a different you want to be trying to keep them you know their sleep environment that you yeah. know as, as routine as it can be yeah um, yeah so yeah generally like i will have some families who are like not not quite willing to they're like to no let, we let you go still coming. we need to know like that and then like you know i'd have a good few mammies who are like self-employed and had to go back to work really early so they they need the night you know and um, yeah yeah but yeah generally speaking i kind of when, yeah. when a parent is booking in with me i kind of say look you know, this is I normally to say somebody's booking in now. Why are we now April? So I kind of be like, right by by June, I'll be starting to wind down. They might not need me. Like some people don't want. Yeah. Some people only want one or two nights. As, yeah. You know that they might literally just want to get over the the hump. Um, yeah. But then the people that might book you for one night a week for a couple of weeks, like stuff. So I just kind of say to them, look, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be available till your mm-hmm. baby's two. Yeah. And do you you have clients that I think we we talked about this before, but I think you were saying that you have had clients in the past where kind of like that you were with them every night nearly for or, you know, you're with them pretty much constantly for a certain period of time. How is that, you know, how does that kind of manifest and how do you work that around your your own work and how like how much if someone wanted to like I mean, look, it's this. This wouldn't be feasible for mo- the vast majority of people. But yeah. if somebody did want you for, you know, three solid weeks, like, is that yeah. something that you do or no? Not, not really. No. I can't. I mean, I've got kids, I've got life and work, yeah. obviously, yeah. and my work. Yeah. Like the hospital has to take priority, and it always will. Um, of course. And then I work my babies in around that. So you know, mm-hmm. like or, yeah. you know, if somebody is looking for something like that, and you you can establish it very quickly on. If somebody is looking to book you for like six weeks, I'm like, look, that's not really something I can do. If you'd like, I can see if I can assemble a team. Of yes, and kind of rotate yeah, exactly. Yeah, ah, okay, okay. Um, yeah. or otherwise, as I said, there's agencies that do have maternity nurses that are literally just employed as maternity nurses. They have nannies. That's all they, they have, do. Yeah, exactly. So they have more. Um, capabilities they've got more staff on their books and they mm-hmm. can say okay yeah or x wants to book you mm-hmm. for six weeks and and there are definitely i know that there are definitely nurses like nurses out there who do that through mm-hmm. agencies or through themselves or whatever but for me it's not um it's not feasible and i like still working in the hospital you know i like keeping my hand of course. In and, you know yeah yeah <clears throat> and do you ever have has it ever happened that you know because newborn babies as as chaotic and as stressful and as exhausting as I found having a newborn in hindsight I look back and I see other people friends of mine who have had babies and I just think the newborn phase is so special and like oh, it's fabulous it's the, my, the babies it's are my so favorite time 
Yeah, that's really is that why you had four kids? Because you were just like, I need another yeah, baby, no, baby. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I think like I definitely when I had Owen, my second, I really was dying for like you know the, obviously when I had Emma, my eldest, I hadn't clear what was going on. Yeah. passing a blur um, yeah. when I had Owen I was dying for that small squishy tiny baby and he came out with giant yeah. so like all my friends like you really wanted a small baby and I got a giant and they were all giants all big babies yeah, I don't know I just I think the newborn I know people are afraid of babies like so many people are like oh yeah, my yeah. god and I see you changing them and getting them dressed really quickly and they're like oh my god I'm so how are you doing that so fast and I'm like yeah. they're babies they're brilliant they're fabulous I just love them and they are they are more resilient than you think as well. Like absolutely, yeah. Because the the first like the first couple of days I had her, I was being you know so gentle, and I, it would take me bloody half an hour to put one baby grow on because I was just yeah. it, you know. But yeah. my God, like not that I rough her up now when I'm dressing her, but like <laughs> it was. But they're able it, you know, for a little. They're bit. able for yeah. They are. They're way more yeah. resilient than you think. But has it ever happened that you have like bonded with it with one of your babies or all? Like, do you just bond with all of them? Like, how do you how do you not be like, oh my god, I love I this know, baby? Think, obviously, the babies are fabulous, but you definitely build up a rapport with the parents. Like, you know, you mean yeah. like some amazing parents that I'm still in touch with. Um, mm. and I suppose then when they're when they're like, oh, wrong baby number two, can we book you? kind of go oh you must have liked me too yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know so yeah but look I love the babies they're, they're all just fab like you know like and yeah. I'm not that's not to say I haven't had some challenging ones you know you'll you'll have mm-hmm. some that are really bad reflux or they'll you know you'll be recommending the parents go to the doctor the feeds might need to be changed or you know that they're just they're they're their they're first few weeks have been a bit of challenging for them mm-hmm. um so but like they're just I just love babies no it doesn't it doesn't and actually it's funny because there's people I know like one of my aunts who um helps me out with childcare. she I remember her saying to me can't wait till Lydia's like a toddler so then I can have yeah. the crack with her because yeah. she she the baby phase doesn't hold yeah. any yeah. magic for her whereas she loves the the toddler phase yeah. you know loads of people um, like that and I'm like oh no 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 toddlers are hard work give me a baby oh yeah. no no yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that. I know you're in the thick of it and I know you're exhausted and you don't know what's going on your hormones are all over the place and everything you know you're you're bleeding still and your boobs are sore but I'm like this is just dead just sit back and and, and just cuddle the baby and just have them on your chest snuggling in and yeah. and embrace, like, yeah, no, embrace it yeah to, yeah they're like no I just want to fast forward to when I can kick a ball around the park with them I'm like oh yeah. no it's <laughs> funny though but like you're always no matter what phase you're in you're you're hoping that it goes by quickly and you're also hoping it never ends yeah. it's so Absolutely. funny like yeah. it's so Absolutely. funny um do you do you pick favorite babies Obviously, I'm trying to get you to tell me that Lydia was well, no well, joke. Well, there was just one particular little doll, yeah. <laughs> that, in fairness, in fairness, you did always say she was like a little doll, and even now she's still like a little doll. She's a uh, she's gas. But do you do you ever do you ever think, oh, I don't want to say goodbye to this baby? Oh, like, I, absolutely for sure, yeah, yeah definitely. And I, and especially when I know it's coming to an end, when I'm like, yeah, they won't eat me anymore yeah and I love that as well um I mean obviously this isn't part of the service that you provide but it's it's lovely to know and I think I mean I probably only text you or, or Instagrammed you you know five or six times over the course of two years but there's been the odd time where I've said oh what do you think of this or like just run something by you very quickly um like I said, just it's it's lovely to know that 
uh, because you were there when she was so young, you kind of got to know her, you kind of got to see what type of baby she was, that you have that knowledge, you have that kind of, you know, uh, an awareness of who she is as a baby. And yeah. therefore, your, adv- your advice holds more weight, I suppose, than than yeah, if you just knew a nurse. She had an ear infection or something one time. And yeah. you were out to me and you're like, she's so cross. And I was like, yeah, that's not her at all. She's that's never not. cross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and <clears throat> you know what? I knew when she had that ear infection, it was when she was eight months, it was Christmas time. Um, when she had that ear infection, I knew there was something up, but I didn't want to be, you know, the way that thing of like a hysterical first yeah, time mother yeah. rocking up to the doctor for every, you know, yeah. every sniffle and every, you know, because I, I remembered like the first week she was born, I wanted to bring her to the hospital because she has hiccups, which looking back was obviously unhinged of me, <laughs> but I knew okay. there was something. I mean, that's, you know, and I mean, as I said, I put that on my Instagram. When we got our dog, I was like that. And I was like, you know, I was, my husband was laughing at me because I was literally down to the vet every day. He's got a funny walk. He's got a, and I, that was my dog. Like, so yeah. of course when you're a baby, you're like, mm, are they looking funny? Are they a bit of a funny colour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't done a poo in an hour. Should I get them checked? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, you're just so, you're so unsure of yourself, I think, um, as a new parent. And, and that's, massive, you know, like, you know, you're, you're, it's you're a massive thing. Said, you're there with this baby that you're responsible for keeping alive. Mm. And you're kind of suddenly going, oh, my God. And I, mm. and as I said, every baby I had, I still came home from the hospital. And the fact that I was a nurse went out of my head. And I still you would. And I still do now. I still go around and poke all my kids at night to make sure they're breathing. So I don't think that <laughs> ever goes away. And when you've got a 19 year old who just have to come in from the pub, she does not appreciate me. Going, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Go away. Um, so I don't think that ever goes away. So like, yeah, I, yeah. and I know this hysterical parent you know notion and we all but I mean I don't think anybody wants to bring their child to the doctor no. not bring them to the crack of the room because they're worried no. or they're, they're yeah. ringing somebody's ask a question because they're worried about them you know yeah yeah no absolutely and that's what I I found when I when I messaged at that time I knew I knew as well you'd give me a straight answer and I I knew you had that bit of uh that bit of insider knowledge about Lydia so um yeah god it's just thinking back like like you said, it goes by in a flash, but I, I genuinely do think I have uh, erased, conveniently erased all of the bad really stuff. bad days. Yeah. And of I just course. remember the lovely stuff. Now, it don't, look, it hasn't, I'm I'm not pregnant and I'm not planning to be pregnant, so it hasn't erased everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if I do ever go for number two, you will be, you, as soon as that <laughs> stick is in my hand and it's positive, I am straight on the phone to you Antonia thank you so much for giving up your time to chat to me for every moment of the podcast I really appreciate it and um, I will put your details in the uh, show notes as they say if anyone does want to get in touch even just to ask questions even just to find out more about maternity night nursing and you know if you're not available I know you know people who are and I know you can point people in the right direction Um, if any mothers or um, fathers or grandparents or whoever's parenting is having a bit of a struggle and needs a decent night's sleep so thank you again for joining me thank you so much Ashley. lots of love to Maisie and Lydia <laughs> I love that you included I love that you included Maisie in there She'll oh be here's the dogs when I go into a house with a dog there added bonus <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much it's free to leave the dog downstairs with me <laughs> thanks so much Ashley. lots of love take care 
Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the number one baby wipe in Ireland, for their support. Their wipes are made with simply two ingredients, 99.9% water and a drop of fruit extract. And they are also plant-based and plastic-free. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate or leave a review. You can share this episode across social if you like and you can get in touch with the guest on social media and their handles will be in the show notes. Oh,